0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to O23 Radio, the only show in the industry that focuses on optimizing the other 23 hours of the day, so you can transform your clients and your career on a whole new level. This show is for seasoned coaches and experienced leaders in the health and fitness industry to engage in professional-level discussion on all things regarding bigger impact for our clients, better incomes for ourselves, and real, meaningful influence in this loud and crowded space. Here We go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to O23 Radio. Today is an episode of our guest show. It's going to be hosted by our business and sales master coach, Jordan Todd. And our guest is an O23 graduate who has really hit the ground running, launching his own lifestyle coaching brand called The Captain's Lifestyle. The guest is Taylor Morgan. We're going to hear his story of how he came from coaching CrossFit group classes and worked himself up into one of the best lifestyle coaches in the country or maybe even the world. If you don't believe me, ask his clients. Taylor is not only helping his clients reach enormous success, but he's driving himself straight to the top as well. Taylor not only reports consistent five-figure months, but even sometimes five-figure weeks, helping his clients solve big problems in their life that affect them every single day. Taylor shares his story here of how he got started on this journey and how it was really just a decision to go bigger, do more for his clients, and do more for himself. I'm really excited to share the story with you today. Here it is, Taylor Morgan and
1: Jordan Todd. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Guest Show on O23 Radio. Um, I'm your host, Jordan Todd, and today we're joined by a special guest. Um, This guy, he's a current client of ours. He was actually one of the first ever clients to go through our program. He has a really interesting story of, you know, going from the military to being a head coach in a CrossFit gym to now being the owner and founder of the Captain's Lifestyle and helping entrepreneurs, you know, thrive within their health and their business um, so they can live their most passionate lives. And so welcome to the guest show, Taylor Morgan. How are you, man?
2: Jordan, thanks for, thanks for having me on. I, I'm excited, but w- one thing I have to kind of point out is you said this is the guest show, and then you said, but today we have a special guest are the other guests not special?
1: Well, I mean, come on, Taylor. you're a pretty special guy, right? Yeah, <laughs> if right, anyone could right. see like this beard that this guy's rocking right now, he I curled the, the mustache for this for this show. Yeah, you know, uh, we might have to post the, uh, the video of this one as well, just to let everybody get a <laughs> look at that. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Longest it's ever been by far. Is, is that right? Yeah. yeah back it's... in at the, the start of quarantine, I really let my beard get pretty gnarly. I tried rocking the curl for a little bit, and honestly, I just couldn't do it. It was just too, it was too much for
2: me. I couldn't pull it off quite like you. Mm, yeah, it's it's a hassle. I definitely don't do this every day. Only on special occasions. <laughs> special occasion guest.
1: There you go. Yeah. Well, uh, well, happy to have you here. You know, putting on a good show for us. So, so yeah, Taylor. There's um, you have quite the story. Like I say, um, you know, going from the, the different coaching to you know this new trajectory that you're on, in you know going beyond just fitness and really helping people in a big way. And so, I definitely want to dive into that and you know spend the most of this conversation talking about you know the decision that you made to level up and, and change that trajectory. But before we get there, um, I'm just always curious with people, you know, like yourself who make coaching, make health kind of your, your life and your business of what it was like, you know, leading up to this, like what the earliest experiences were for you in terms of health, fitness, all of that kind of stuff. So just talk me through, like, what was your kind of upbringing, your childhood, like what was your first experiences and exposures to like this kind of stuff, this world?
2: Mm. Yeah. So just a a brief background on myself. I I grew up in a you know, pretty average, typical kind of upper middle-class family in uh, California. Um, Played baseball, sports, was active all throughout high school. Um, But I always knew that I didn't want to have a normal job. Like it it was, my passions were always like um, nature, like the environment, um, the military, and baseball. And so growing up, it was either, you know, I have written on a board that I made, I don't know, when I was in elementary school, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it said, be an explorer like Indiana Jones. So it was either something out in nature, exploring like that, or the more realistic options were baseball player and military. And even more realistically, like baseball player was kind of never a real option. Like I I never really went 100% into that. So then in high school, I decided, okay, it's military, that's what I'm doing. Uh, and so I made the decision my junior year. And so after that, I didn't take school really seriously at all. I was like, I'm not going to college. I don't need this. Um, I still got you know A's, B's and C's, uh, D's in math, not good at math. Um, but then, yeah, so I joined the, joined the Marine Corps, served four years as a machine gunner, um, deployed to Okinawa, Japan and Korea. And, you know, my whole life, I've been really into health and fitness, well, more fitness first, and then health as I'm sure we'll get into. Um, So as, while I was in the Marine Corps, I became a CrossFit coach and started coaching part-time at uh, my CrossFit gym in Dana Point. And I loved it. I thought that's what I wanted to do when I got out of the Marine Corps. And that's what I did when I got out of the Marine Corps. I I was coaching part-time while going to school for kinesiology. Uh, and at that point is when I got recruited to be the head coach, uh, at a new gym in Saudi Arabia. And so I was like, I was stoked because at the time I was looking to, um, go more full time and this gym could only offer me part-time. And so I traveled to the Cayman islands to check out a job there. I can't believe I turned that down because Saudi Arabia paid me more money. I was like, I did four years in the Marine Corps, hating my life with little pay. I can do a two-year contract here making really good money, but not having you know, the best quality life as it would have been in the Caymans. Uh, turns out that's not the case, but I'm so thankful I went because that's ultimately what led me to um, do the O23 program and, and make this switch in my life.
1: Yeah, man. There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, it's a huge bummer that the Indiana Jones dream had to die. Hey.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, still, that I really still do enjoy exploring, and so who knows? You know, maybe someday.
1: Yeah. No, that's just it. Yeah, you never stop exploring just because you know you don't have a big whip and a fancy hat and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but uh, but no, that's that's really really awesome. First, before we get into your CrossFit coaching, um, I'm re- just kind of interested because I don't really know much about the military. And, you know, I've I I've like, read David Goggins' book talking about Hell Week and all that stuff. But yeah. what is their kind of approach to health and fitness? Obviously, you hear about, you know, them doing a billion push-ups and running all the time, whatever. But what's their kind of approach to, um, to health and fitness overall? And how did you kind of find that?
2: Yeah, so, I mean... This, that's a very broad kind of question because the military, at least in the United States, is broken down into four different branches. So you have the Army, the Marine Corps, the Navy, and the Air Force. I, don't, I think Coast Guard might be technically considered military or, or National Guard, but um, that's... We won't fact check you. Kind of yeah. leave that aside, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, each branch kind of has their different take on it. Um, you know, typically the air force is the easiest to get into the easiest uh, physical standards. Now, of course there's people like the PJs, the para jumpers um, who, you know, go out and rescue people and they have like a whole set of different standards, but I'm talking in terms of basic training, like just to make it into the branch air force is usually the, the lowest standard. Um, and then I think Navy and Marine Corps might be this actually no Navy is completely different then I think it would go Navy, then Army then Marine Corps, and so Marine Corps has the highest basic level standards, but even at that level, you're really just testing um what do they test they test pull ups they test uh one and a half mile run, and they test sit ups so really not <laughs> a, a broad test of fitness at all yeah. And then once you are in, then you kind of depending on which job you take, um, like infantry has higher standards than, you know, somebody working a desk job in the Marine Corps. Um, but I was shocked at the level of physical preparedness that other Marines were because I joined the Marine Corps because I thought okay, these guys are the best of the best. I thought everybody was just kind of this super soldier type guy. Um, Come to find out when you get in, you know, working out and health, that's all on you. Like you, if you want to be fit and healthy, you have to go seek that out. There's not a whole lot of education around that. In the mornings, they'll do what's called PT, physical training, but really that's more that's not necessarily performance based. That's just we're gonna try to, you know, crush you, um, just to make you feel the pain. And so I kind of became known as like the the health and fitness guru in my kind of um, platoon. Uh, and so because I took it upon myself to go learn all this stuff, listen to podcasts, and um, I, I kind of taught some some fitness classes. But yeah, it's really kind of self taught in the Marine Corps.
1: Gotcha. Okay, cool. And then was that like one of your introduction into coaching? Like, had you really had that on your radar before that?
2: I mean, like I said, i had always be, i had always been interested in fitness, mm-hmm. but, but like definitely after I got my CrossFit certification is when I took a real deep dive into it and began like kind of teaching some of the guys that I was with about it.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. And so now, yeah, your time's kind of coming to an end in the military and how in the world did you get connected with, I didn't know with the Cayman islands, you got the, you had an offer in the Cayman islands and Saudi Arabia from a guy who was living in California at the time.
2: Yes. Yeah. How, how does that come about? Yeah. So the, the coach that, um, or the the owner of the gym that I was working at, uh, he went to the CrossFit games actually way back in 2012, um, for I forget what regional it would have been South, South America or no, that wouldn't I, whatever. Yeah. Uh, for the Cayman islands that, cause he was at the time working out at a gym there and he was like, Hey, this gym that I used to coach at and train at, they are looking for a new coach. Like, would you be interested? And I was like, heck yeah. Cayman sounds amazing. Um, so yeah, he hooked me up with the owners there. Uh, they actually flew me out to the Cayman islands to show me the gym. Uh, it was amazing. I love the gym. Nothing bad to say about it at all. The island was beautiful. You know, one of my concerns was good food, like because I was starting to be all big into health and wellness now. The food was amazing. people uh the members were fantastic. Literally, like the only thing was Saudi Arabia paid me almost double the amount of money that that Cayman could pay me so.
1: Yeah, right on. And then, you know, that takes us to that next spot, that next chapter of your life where you're in Saudi Arabia, you're coaching, you said you took like, you were the head coach of that gym, right?
2: Yeah. So, um, they brought me in They're like, Hey, we, we hired you, uh, for a reason. We want you to, to help us like run and, and, you know, kind of build up this gym because it was brand new at the time. And I was stoked. I was like, yeah, that's, you know, what I want. That's at the time, that's what I wanted my career to be. Um, and so I I tried to do the best job that I could, because up until this, I had always wanted to run my own CrossFit gym. And so I was learning all I could about, you know, how to, how to run classes, how to, you know, better coach people, how to, um, you know, more like the business side of being a, a CrossFit affiliate. And so I felt I had a pretty decent knowledge of how to run a successful CrossFit box and I did my best, but myself and the, um, operations manager, we just did not see eye to eye. And so I, I told him, I was like, Hey, like I, I'll stay on as a coach, but if you're not going to let me, you know, do what I think is right for this gym, I I can't be a head coach. I, I'm not going to go against, you know, my core values, um, just to kind of have this title of head coach. I don't care about that. I want to make this community better. And it, it ended up not working out, which is how I, you know, got in contact with you guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, because at the time you were, you had your CrossFit level two, right? Yeah. Yeah. CrossFit level two. Yeah. The head coach at this new gym starting up, like there's a lot of people who would look at that and think like, that's the dream. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I want. That's the exact situation that I'm looking for and, you know, trying to build with my career. And so obviously you said there was like a, you know, a bit of clashing of beliefs and stuff what were kind of the main things that made it be like okay this
2: isn't exactly what i want yeah so they they were trying to market to everybody like every single person they're like we don't care if they're a jerk or you know whatever we want everybody we want athletes we want brand new people who have never worked out before and i tried to tell them i was like yeah i used to want that as well you know trying to help everybody so I I know what that's like to but they wanted it to make the most amount of profits because not everybody but a lot of people in Saudi Arabia because it's just kind of the culture they were you know built off of this massive amounts of wealth from oil they they love money and almost everything they do is for money and so they just wanted to get people in they didn't care I don't want to say they didn't care about them, but they're, they were way more focused on the monetary side of it, which you should be in a business. But um, they also said that because it it was the biggest CrossFit gym in Saudi Arabia. This place was massive. It was two stories. They had every piece of equipment you could possibly imagine uh, besides a ski erg. Um, But yeah, they were like, hey, we're, we're struggling to make this rent. We just need to get people in, people in. We don't really care about the quality. You just get them in. And so I, I tried to tell them I was like, hey, because we created core values for the gym and everybody agreed on them, all the coaches, all the owners and everything. We agreed. And so I thought, okay, this is good. We'll market to this specific person. But then coming to find out that's not how it worked and um, they wanted to train you know, top level athletes, as well as people who have never heard of CrossFit. And I'm like, hey, like, that's, that's just not really going to work. Like, and and they also try to do a whole bunch of different things. Like they had a a stretching, like flexibility class, a weightlifting class, uh, uh, not gymnastics, but calisthenics class, not even related to CrossFit. Like they brought in a calisthenics coach, have had him teach that. Um, just a whole lot of different things going on and they didn't specialize in one thing. And I, like I said, I I tried to to tell them guys, you can't really have a great gym. If you're going in all these different directions, we need to pick one and go hundred percent into that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was the main kind of sticking point.
1: Yeah. And the one thing I want to highlight here is that like, so you were still making pretty good money here. You know, you're coaching, you have this, you know, decent kind of lifestyle living in a cool place, but because the beliefs didn't align, because you weren't aligned with the core values, that alone like outruled any amount of money you could make. Hey,
2: absolutely, yeah. Uh, I was making fifty thousand dollars a year as you know a new coach. I had been coaching CrossFit for like two, three years at the time, so that's really good. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, but there's no way that I was going to go against my core values and just kind of play along with the system just to m- make the money and have the title head coach like that. I didn't care as much about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. And I think that's something that so many coaches uh, struggle with because in our industry, it's so much about like, Oh, I just want to be full-time. I, w- I need to make money doing this. But once you start making that and you, you have that, yeah, you realize there's so much more to this fulfillment piece to this, you know, integrity piece that no amount of money is able to, no amount of money is able to fill. And, and so now just kind of moving on from that, why didn't you just go look for another job at another, at a different CrossFit gym?
2: That's a good question. Um, because this has been kind of a, a recurring theme that I've seen at every single gym I coached at I've coached at, uh, I think four different gyms and in some you know, way, shape, form, or another, somebody would come up to me and say, hey, coach, I've been coming to the gym, you know, doing CrossFit for X amount of time. Uh, why am I not seeing the results that I'm expecting or that everybody is telling me that I should be seeing? And I would respond, okay, well, how's your sleep? How is your nutrition? How is your stress outside of the gym? Like, are, is your relationships, are day okay? Like, how's your job? Are you stressed from work? The answer would always be the same. Sleep is, you know, six to seven hours, maybe. Um, Everybody, every single person you ask this question to, you know, how's your diet? Pretty good. That's always the answer. Pretty good. And pretty good, as we know, means that it's probably garbage. You know, they understand that vegetables are good for them, and they should maybe eat more of them. But, you know, that's... (laughs) Not much going on there. Uh, and then stress levels were always high, especially with the, the high achievers, because those were the people who would ask me, hey, why am I not seeing this progress? The people who cared about their performance in the gym, which translated to outside of the gym. And uh, so they were stressed out from work, relationships, whatever. And so I was like, okay, I am not impacting um, the athletes as much as I would like to inside of a, a CrossFit gym because especially in Saudi Arabia, everybody was all about these quick fixes. You would have people coming in and they were, they were big um, because Saudis, most of them don't really know about health. It's just starting to kind of become a trend there. Uh, and so they're like, I'm getting married in two months. I want to l- lose like 30, 40 pounds. How can we do that? I was like, first off, that's not healthy like can it be done? Yes, technically if you just don't eat and move, I mean I think it could be, but you are not going to feel good, you're not going to be healthy whatsoever. You're not going to look the way you want to uh in that amount of time. And so at the time there was nothing out there that I knew of that was a complete like comprehensive in-depth like course that taught the importance of sleep, that taught the importance of your mentality, the nutrition, the communication and relationship aspect of things everything focused like on on one thing either fitness or nutrition by itself or you know there's some sleep doctors out there but nothing that I knew of combined all of that and I was like if I did this I could make a huge impact in these people's lives because they've got a little bit of everything in the order that they need it and so that in addition to wanting to work for myself I was tired of working for for you know anybody else, I wanted to work when I wanted, uh, how long I wanted, um, for what I believed in. And so the combination of those two things, helping people in a bigger way and basically helping myself in a bigger way is what ultimately made me decide to create my own thing.
1: Yeah, that's so huge. And I think there's so many... CrossFit coaches, particularly who can relate to that when members come up to them and in between sets or in between classes, give me like some a little tips question, and tricks. Give me some tips and tricks. And you yeah. give them you give them something, you try, you do your best, but ultimately it's not enough for them to actually take, learn, and digest it. And there's no buy-in. So like they never end up doing anything. You end yeah. up frustrated as the coach, they end up frustrated as the client. It's a lose-lose. And yeah. so just to backpedal a little bit was like health. So we're talking, you know, beyond fitness and stuff like that. Has that always been a big thing for you personally, or is that something that kind of developed in that kind of same timeline?
2: So I always used to think that I was healthy, you know, same thing when you ask somebody how's their diet, you know, it's pretty good. I always thought that I was, um, you know, I I was always above average, I think for America for, in, in terms of health. But now knowing what I know now, I did not used to be healthy. In the Marine Corps, I used to drink like every other weekend. Um, The food that is served in the Marine Corps is is not great. Um, So, I I mean, I did the best that I knew at the time. Um, I had sleep issues. Um, I was stressed out because I hated my job. The the leadership and the communication was just not great. Um, So I was stressed, not sleeping, eating okay. Uh, I was working out. That's the one thing that I did get down, but that caused more injuries and more lack of sleep just because all these other areas of my life weren't, you know, in line yet. Uh, And so it wasn't until I broke my ankle in the Marine Corps, which is a completely other story that we don't really have to go into on this podcast, but it wasn't until that kind of woke me up um, because it was when I was drunk and I was just being an idiot. And I was like, well, um, I could either continue living the life that I was, uh, you know, drinking, playing video games all day, and then working out at the end of the day, or I could, because at this time everybody else deployed and I was like the only one left back. So I had tons of free time. Uh, and so I was like, okay, now I can use this free time to learn, um, specifically regarding health and wellness. Cause that's what I was interested in, uh, and develop. And so, that's what I chose to do at that time. And that's when I really started diving deep into all things, health, wellness, biohacking. Um, and that was when I was 21. So, um, like four or five years ago. Yeah. And I think, you know, we talk about fitness almost being
1: like the gateway drug into health, but it can sometimes almost be like, like the blinder to think, Oh, if I work hard, I get a good sweat on, I have, you know, good muscle mass, whatever. Like I'm healthy. Like, yeah. you know, look at this workout I did. I'm healthy, but you know, fitness and health are two very different things. Yes. And so, so yeah, to to kind of, you know, move back into this decision that you made to, to level up and not go back to how you've always been doing things. Um, we talk a lot about how it really is a decision, you know, for any coach out there who is in any current spot, you know, maybe they feel like their career isn't where they want it to be, the impact they're having isn't where they want it to be. It ultimately is a decision that you make to, to level up. To go beyond and not settle for where you were, and I think you're probably like one of the best examples of that. And so, can you talk through like that decision that you made to basically not go back to where you were, and how coaching this other stuff was where like your 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 life purpose, your direction was going?
2: Yeah. Um, let me preface this by saying I don't believe that my way of doing things is best for everybody, because um, like as you'll learn, I'm. I'm very big on just jump and grow wings on the way down. Like learn as you go, just get started, you know? Um, and my girlfriend wanted to start a meal prep business. And I was like, at at the time she was working at a CrossFit gym. Um, and I was like, if you want to do this, quit your job, just do this, go hundred percent of that turns out doesn't work so well for everybody. (laughs) Um, and she struggled a little bit because she, um, she thrives more off of this perceived sense of security. So just kind of preface, I don't think what how I did things is how everybody should do things. Um, But yeah, going back to the decision part of it. At this point, I was so fed up with not living my optimal life because in the Marine Corps, it was basically four years of hating life. Um, That was by far like the most, I wouldn't say depressed, but like, just sad moments that I've ever had, you know, when I would go visit home and I wanted, and then I would go fly back to base. That plane ride back was awful. I hated it. And I never wanted to experience that again. I don't want anybody to experience that. Just going back to somewhere where, you know, you're not happy. Um, After the Marine Corps, I was happy coaching CrossFit, going to school. I thought I was on the right track. Um, And then in Saudi Arabia, I kind of had that same feeling as I did in the Marine Corps you know, not fulfilled, but now I was making good money, but things just didn't add up. I was kind of having to go against my values. And, but this time I could do something about it. You can't just quit the Marine Corps. Um, Believe me, I've researched like every different way to to get out of it or to switch jobs, make things better. Um, But now I had a choice and I was like, okay, you know what, I've, I've known that I've never wanted to have a real job. Um, entrepreneurship has always kind of been enticing to me, being my own boss, um, doing things, how I know things will work properly. I just have to commit and do it because I think I can help more people that way. And I will help myself because I will be happier because even if I make a mistake or I fail, you know, things go wrong, which absolutely happens. I'm fine with that because it's all my fault. I am in control of it as opposed to somebody else, you know? And so in Saudi Arabia, I decided, okay, I am now going to make this decision. I quit my job in Saudi Arabia. I didn't have any other, you know, fail safe lined up at home. I was doing the captain's lifestyle program. Like that is what I was going to do. And if I failed, that's just like not even an option. I knew that I would do that. So like I said, I just jumped and, Learned as I went.
1: Yeah, and that's that's so awesome. And I think more people could probably lean into that. Um, like you say, not everyone needs to quit everything and jump all in. And depending mm-hmm. on your circumstances, it might not allow for it. Whatever. Some people feel a little bit safer. But um, the decision is more about say you are working something else while you build this other thing. It's the decision that okay, I'm only doing that to support my dream of doing this. It's the decision that what I'm doing right now isn't it. And I have something bigger that I'm going to put my attention on. And, you know, like you say, you are the type to jump cold Turkey. Like you say, literally build the plan on the way down. Some people might be a little bit more lenient into that, but the first step is that decision to be like, Hey, this is it. I'm going all in on this. Even if I have something else to help support me in the moment, because obviously logistically (laughs) it'd be irresponsible for some people to quit and take something up the, the next day.
2: Yeah, but uh, go ahead. uh, I was just going to say making the decision is probably like the single best thing you can do for yourself. And this is this goes for every aspect of your life. Like willpower does not work. Like if like you say you want to go to the gym and you're you're like, I know I should like I know I should eat healthy and this and that. It's not until you actually make the conscious decision like, okay, I am going to the gym five days a week at this time, I am going to, you know, follow this nutrition protocol every single day. I am going to prioritize my sleep or like we're talking about, I am going to start working towards this. If you have that kind of back and forth, like maybe yes, maybe no, things are going to be very stressful and it's going to probably cause you a lot of anxiety because there's that indecision. So that, yeah, making the decision is huge.
1: Yeah, and the, the anxiety also comes when as soon as you make the decision, everything sits in of like, holy shit, I'm not living in purpose with what I am. And that's normal. That's okay. It's actually good to lean into that. And, and yeah. like you're talking about, um, like, I'm going to do this, going to do that. It's like to take it a step further. It's like, I am the type of person who will. It's like, love it's a part of who you are, as opposed to just some extension of like, oh, I'm going to do this. Right. And so, so now like, you know, say there's a coach out there who is, um, they're ready to make this decision. You made that decision. And what was, what was the next step for you? Like, what did you actually do once that happened to kind of move you forward?
2: Education. So once I had made the decision in my mind, I, I actually did another um, online coaching mentorship program before I did 023. And that one I had heard about like two years ago. And at the time I was like, that sounds really cool. I would want to do that someday when I'm ready when I had the money um and then now that I had made a decision it was time uh and so I I did that um I'm sorry I I blanked on your original (laughs) question (laughs) what
1: what was the the next step after you uh after yeah yeah, made the decision
2: education so I just so I had all of the or not all of it but a lot of the kind of holistic lifestyle knowledge because I was living that way so I knew, you know, and I'm constantly always learning, but I had enough, I was at least two steps ahead of the clients that I wanted to teach. So I had enough of the holistic lifestyle, health and wellness knowledge. Um, but I did not have, you know, hardly any idea of how to run structure or market uh, an online course. And so, yeah, like I said, the first step is education. I did a, another online mentorship program before O2 and then that one, you know, didn't, you know, kind of deliver everything. There was still something more that I needed. And that's when Brian reached out to me and I was like, wow, this is perfect because it is specifically the holistic lifestyle online coaching. Plus it tells you, it teaches you how to structure market and, you know, sell yourself. And so, yeah, education was a huge component of it. Yeah.
1: And just taking action on something. Yes. Yeah. And moving forward. And so one thing you said there too, is like, you have, you had a lot of the information, um, like a lot of the knowledge, holistic health coaching type stuff, just with your own self. Mm-hmm. Was there any, um, well, I should say learning period, or was there any, um, lack in the difference between knowing it for yourself and being able to like package it and deliver it to someone else?
2: Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, thought a lot about the order that I wanted it to be in, because that was very important to me. Um, because for myself, I like I learned things just randomly through podcasts, through books, through courses, like it was all coming at different times, different angles. But I had to, like kind of determine like, okay, what is the most important? Like, if I had to teach someone one thing, what would that be? And then after that, once they understand that, what is the next most important thing? Kind of creating this hierarchy. Um, And so absolutely the the kind of order, the structure of it was, I think is one of the most important things to to nail, because if you do it wrong, if you do it in a reverse, they might see some benefit because it's all good stuff, but it might not be lasting benefit or as much benefit as they could be getting from your program.
1: Yeah, there's, yeah, and there's, there's so much information out there and it's so easy to access information yeah. that, uh, yeah, a lot of people, we experiment ourselves, we do all this, but when it comes to delivering to other people, it's oftentimes more about what do we strip away? Like, how can we get down to the bare minimum to actually make this like effective for this person? Yeah. Like more information is not more power. It's like, what can they apply? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, into this wisdom economy that we're really moving into. And now one thing you said too is, you took a course before, you know, taking the 0 23 course. And like you say, it was, it was good, but it didn't necessarily deliver everything you were looking for. And now I think a lot of coaches out there, you know, they've invested in a course before and maybe didn't get the full outcome that they wanted. Was there any hesitance to you, A, with like investing in one course, but then especially when that one didn't work investing in another course that was again, obviously different, but a lot of the same outcomes are kind of like what, how we all talk about these things.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, not so much. Um, Because like I said before, I'm the type of person who like makes a decision and just goes with it. So I knew that I wanted to become an online coach. I knew that I wanted to be able to work from whenever, wherever and impact more people than I was. So I had made that decision. And I knew that the next step to that was to get educated and, you know, get help in actually building the program. So the first program I did, uh, I didn't, have like the money in, in my bank account because when I was in Saudi Arabia, I was transferring 95% of the money I was making into an investment account because I didn't have to pay for anything besides food. So I only kept a little bit in my account. Um, and uh, you know, it, I technically like didn't have the money in my account, but I knew the benefits that I would get from taking this course um, the the first course that I took. And so I made it happen. It was like $5,000. I moved some money into accounts. I made it happen, took the course. It was great. I learned a lot. I began to structure the program how I wanted it. Um, but yeah, like I said, there was kind of something missing. Uh, And then when Brian reached out to me, the program sounded amazing. I was like, it's like, this is what I should have taken first. But at the time I really didn't have the money because I'd already taken it out from the investment account. And I was like, hey, this sounds really good. I legitimately do not have the money. How can I make this happen? And um, he worked something out uh, for me to where I could um, kind of break it up into payment plans. And that worked perfect because I was still getting a paycheck from Saudi Arabia. And now almost all of it was going into 0 23 But I was completely comfortable with that because one of the things that um, you guys coach on is like, we will get you your first client by the time that the course is over. I was like, okay, well, if that's the case, then I will have made my money back. So it was totally fine. So I had full confidence in the course and in myself to be able to make that investment.
1: Yeah. And that's so huge. And so like you're saying, there's really no limit to what you're willing to invest in yourself. Even if one thing doesn't work, there's always something else to just keep developing, keep growing and, and yet yeah, not be scared to bet on yourself, essentially.
2: Yeah. And we talked about that on our last coaching call. Um, Because I record a podcast on like, what is the one area of your life that should have a nearly unlimited budget? And that's like your, your personal professional development. And we came up with a formula of whenever you want to buy something, instead of looking at the monetary cost of that, instead determine what is the problem that this thing solves And how much is that problem being solved worth to me? Not money-wise, but like what value does that problem being solved bring to your life? And so, yeah, I said in the podcast and I'll say now, once you determine like who you want to be, what you want to be remembered for, like your goals and all that, once you determine that, and then you determine the problems or the obstacles that are stopping you or slowing you down from achieving that, it shouldn't matter what it costs to solve those problems. Like you do everything you possibly can to fix that because that leads you one step closer to your ultimate goal. So.
1: Yeah. That's so huge. Just thinking about the value of what's on the other side of this. And so, so now to kind of look where you're at now, like you're, you're running the captain's lifestyle. It's been a little over a year that you've been like really all into this.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I came back from Saudi Arabia in December, started marketing immediately, launched, I think in January. So it's been a year and two months. Yeah.
1: Right on. And just, yeah, let's tell, tell, you know, the listeners, tell everybody a little bit about what is the captain's lifestyle and you know, what are you doing? Kind of, how are you, how are you helping people
2: right now? Yeah. So the captain's lifestyle program is a 90 day one-on-one like complete total lifestyle optimization program geared towards entrepreneurs and executives so they can maximize their health, happiness, and productivity uh, to optimize their work life balance while continuing to scale their business. Because, you know, with entrepreneurs and executives, it's unfortunately super common for them to neglect their personal health and happiness, you know, to, to build up their brand. Um, you know, that's kind of the, the myth out there that you have to sacrifice your sleep and, um, you, you know, your relationships and just focus all your attention on work. Um, And I teach, you know, that the most successful CEOs and entrepreneurs actually do the opposite. They spend a lot of time developing themselves because you cannot run a successful business if you yourself, like the owner, operator, CEO, whatever of the business are not at hundred percent because then your employees can tell that and they're stressed and just all this. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I do. And I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. And so To give a little bit of context of like what it actually looks like when, you know, when you say, oh, I, I coach CrossFit, people kind of understand you're in a gym and you're teaching burpees and squats and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. What does your program actually look like? Like, how are you kind of helping? How are you coaching? All that kind of stuff. Like, obviously I know, but just to give a little bit of context for what this actually is.
2: Yeah. So like I said, it's a one-on-one program. Um, So it's all the information is like everything's in modules, but then we have, weekly one-on-one calls to where all of the information is then tailored to you because especially with something like nutrition or sleep schedules like everybody's different so I give you all the general information and then we hop on a like weekly zoom call and then we go over specifically how this applies to you and how you can optimize these things Uh, and so as I was saying before the structure of it really mattered to me I wanted to get it perfect and I believe that I have to my current knowledge. I believe that, you know, this is, everything is structured properly. So we start off with mindset because I think that if you don't have the right mindset, you can't really accomplish anything. Like you might know, like everybody knows they need to eat better and work out. Everybody knows that, but they don't have the right mindset in order to make that happen. So we start off with, you know, mindset, growth mindset, stuff like that. And then we go into core values, mission statement, vision statement, uh, defining who you want to be, what you want to be remembered for your legacy, your ultimate life's goal, all that type of stuff. Uh, Because like I I said before, it's important to know that stuff. So then you can base your decisions off of that. Your mission statement, I like to define as your treasure map, because it, you know, um, that is like your ultimate treasure. And your core values are your compass, it leads you it's your ultimate treasure. If you live by your core values, the person you want to be every single day, that if you do it right, that will lead you to, you know, a life of fulfillment with zero zero regrets on your deathbed. Uh, and so we do that personally and professionally. So if I'm working with an entrepreneur or a CEO, we have to do that for their company as well. That's very important that, you know, all employees are on board, all business partners are on board with where the company is going. Yeah, uh, definitely. And, yes. uh,
1: and, and, you know, just talking to all of that, like that sounds very different than, uh, uh deadlifts and burpees today, guys, <laughs> five rounds for time. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And exercise and obviously later. Yeah. And, and obviously exercise and movement is, is very important. It's a big yes. part of this. And we kind of talk about the foundation of four being like food, sleep, and movement mindset and like movements a part of that, but peak fitness doesn't mean like peak health and peak lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And one of the big things with you know a program like yours and what we we teach you know um quite extensively in our our program is there needs to be an education piece to all of this. And you mentioned this earlier talking about like teaching this and teaching that as opposed to just like go do XYZ. It's like okay we're doing this because it will lead us to there. And you know how the teaching piece is so valuable in actually getting people to like stick to these and, and get the big high level outcomes
2: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I teach everything. So I give you all the information first. It's uh, very actionable. It's like, okay, now we actually have to go do this because this, this, and this. This is why. Um, you know, I think everything starts with education. Like I said, um, everybody knows they need to eat better, work out, but like, why specifically? do I need to do that? And it's not just about having a good body. Like it's about how you feel living your everyday life. It's about being able to play with your grandkids without getting winded, you know, for entrepreneurs, they might've heard, I'm sure they have heard that, you know, everybody needs to sleep eight hours, but they think they're different. They're running this successful business. It's like, well, if you were to get better quality sleep, you could actually be more successful and get more things done in less time Leaving you more time to spend with your friends, family, hobbies, whatever. Um, so yeah, that's the next category in the program is sleep, and then after that we cover uh, relationships and communication, um, personal and professional. Because you know your net worth is, uh, or yeah, your net worth is your network. Your network is your net worth. There you go. That's the that's the phrase. Um, and then so obviously professionally that's important, but also if you don't have good relationships in your home life, like if you're stressed out um, from whatever's going on personally, you can't have a successful business either. Cause that's going to be top of your mind and um, it's going to cause a, a host of other issues. So we talk about ways to communicate better mm-hmm. and then we go into nutrition and fitness. Um, and then the last thing we talk about is like these, Biohacks and supplements—the the kind of tip of the pyramid, yeah. the tips and tricks that you would give out in in CrossFit class. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, and I just love you mentioning like relationships and stuff like that. So often in you know CrossFit and all of this, we talk about like oh we're making better people and stuff like that. And like yes, because you know you're teaching people to deal with adversity, aka hard workouts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But the all this other stuff ends up just being like a byproduct and. Oftentimes it's, it doesn't happen quite for everybody the same way that it might happen for one person. And when we go into stuff like this, it's like, it's creating better humans on purpose, yeah. which is the, the whole idea of it. And so, no, that's, that's really, really awesome. And thank you for kind of, you know, diving into that a little bit and now to shift it to like your life, obviously you were in Saudi Arabia. You said you were making, you know, pretty decent money, but the, the lifestyle you were in a, you know, working for someone else having to, you know, uh, you know, try and align with other people's values that didn't align and, and, and all of that. And now you're working for yourself, running your own, you know, online business, your own schedule, all of that. Just dive into a little bit about what's like, what's the lifestyle for you like?
2: The captain's lifestyle. That's it. Um, yeah, I have never been more fulfilled in my life. Um, you know, I absolutely love where I'm at now. Um, not that I'm even close to where I want to be, you know, like what's on my vision board. I'm, I'm not there yet, but it's not about the destination. It's about the process to getting there. And if you don't love the process, you're not really living a fulfilling life. And so, you know, right now, even if this was it, like, even if this was the rest of my life, I would be fulfilled because I wake up and I love and enjoy my morning ritual. You know, I love how I live my life. It, you know, it's, it's perfect. So, the fact that I get to live on my terms and also get to have such a profound impact on my clients, you know, by creating, uh, you know, these better humans, like we said, I believe that's the first step in changing the world because what I want to do, you know, not just me personally, but I want to help contribute to making the world a better place. Um, you know, talking about the environment and, you know, just how people treat each other, all that. And so that's kind of the real reason why I created the captain's lifestyle program is I'm extremely passionate about the environment, about the planet. And I think that the first step in creating a better future for everybody is by starting to build better people. And, you know, that starts with improving my clients' lives, which I'm starting to do. And the more clients I help, One of the coolest things I'll have to say, like one of the the best feelings for me is when I'm on a coaching call with a client and they say, hey, like, you know, uh, my mom has been seeing me eat this way, start to work out. You know, she's noticed all these changes in me. I'm healthier. I'm happier. She wants to get in on this too. So now we're starting to go for walks in the morning. And now I'm showing her how to make healthier meals. And that I think is probably one of the greatest feelings that I have ever experienced, because not only am I coaching the client, but because I'm impacting their life, it's then rubbing off on everybody around them. And that is amazing.
1: Yeah, that is so cool. That's like, it's the ripple effect. And that's one of the ways that we define like big impacts is something that affects other people outside of just yourself. Mm -hmm. And, and that's when, yeah, you know, you're making the big impact and that's the stuff that feels really good, really good is being able to, to impact like that. And yeah, now you're able to like live sustainably. You're, you're growing this business on your own. You know, we've been working lots about, you know, onboarding different types of employees and different po- types of people to, to help you and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and it's awesome watching you grow. And now just, you know, looking back, cause there's a, probably a lot of coaches who are in similar spots where they're feeling maybe a little bit stuck or they're, they're in that spot where they're, they don't feel, you know, super fulfilled. They don't feel lit on fire every day. If you had like one piece of advice to give some coach out there, who's like looking to make that decision. To, to level up and start taking things to a new level. What would, you, what would you say to that coach?
2: I would say, first off, you need to define who you want to be, you know, what you want to achieve, all that stuff that we already talked about, your core values, your mission statement, that comes first. So in Saudi Arabia, I read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People along with you know, some other books, but Seven Habits in particular. And then First Things First, which is another book by Stephen Covey, those two books really helped me narrow down and define what I want. You know, they they help you determine your core values and your mission statement. And I think that comes first because until you know, you know, your ultimate goal in life, until that happens, a lot of opportunities are going to come up and potentially good opportunities, but they could be distracting you from what you really want. So in the seven habits, he gives an example of, You know, like you might be constantly climbing the ladder of what you think is success only to get to the top of the ladder and finally, you know, quote unquote made it and you're in the wrong spot. It's, it's, you don't like the top of this ladder and you've been working your whole life, you know, tirelessly just to get to the spot and it's not what you actually wanted. So the first step, like I said, is to define the end goal. Like, what is it that you want? And if you believe that making this transition, um, you know, to, to be your own boss, to, to make better impacts for, you know, with your online course, then like I said, once you de- define the, what you want and then the obstacles that are stopping you from achieving that, invest everything you possibly can into solving those problems.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's basically get clear on what you actually want. Cause it's yes. easy to sit in that spot and feel like, oh, this isn't it, but like, what is it? Yeah. And then when you have that, everything else will just feel off. It won't feel right. And that's kind of your guiding compass of where to put those investments, where to like lean in for these next steps and and keep moving forward.
2: Yeah. So, you know, before I read the seven habits uh, and then first things first, you know, I, I kind of had a, this vague idea that I wanted to create my own thing at the time. It was like a CrossFit gym. I thought that's what I wanted. Uh, but I had never actually defined it, and so it wasn't until I read those books, um, and you know, really spent multiple weeks. This isn't something that you can do in a day. Like I spent multiple weeks, you know, making sure that this is exactly what I wanted, and, and then I decided, yeah, you know, the captain's lifestyle. Not necessarily that the captain's lifestyle will be how I do it forever. Like for example, I'm I'm working with. Um, one of my real good friends, we might actually start like a wellness retreat to where I'm, you know, teaching a lot of the stuff that I teach in the captain's lifestyle program, but it's like in person, I get to show them, okay, this, this, and this, and, you know, I'll still be doing the captain's lifestyle for, um, you know, one-on-one clients, but it's, I like to say the, the modality can change, but the ultimate end goal should stay the same.
1: Yeah, yeah. To be clear on the impact you want to have, but flexible on how you actually get there and how you do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome. Well, Taylor, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, this has been an awesome chat. Just diving into your experiences and everything that uh, that you've you know gone through and grown, and it's been awesome watching you progress over the last year and everything that's come. Um, where can people find you if they want to you know see more from you and and hear more about what you got going on?
2: Yeah. So my uh, business Instagram is at the Captain's Lifestyle. Uh, LinkedIn. Taylor Morgan, uh, I have my own podcast, the captain's lifestyle podcast online, the captain's lifestyle, basically just search the captain's lifestyle. You'll find me. Um, so yeah, I, I always love helping people out any way I can. So if you know any questions, feel free to, to reach out. Awesome.
1: Yeah. If you have any questions about his journey, his experiences through any of this, um, like he says, definitely feel free to, to reach out. He posts some great content online, definitely entertaining the stuff that he puts out there. So, um, once again, thank you all for listening. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening and we'll catch you in the next one. Thanks, Jordan.
0: There it is folks. I hope you enjoyed that show. And like Taylor mentioned in the show, yes. It is an investment, but yes, it is a move that can bring you to the next level of coaching. Like we always say, 0 023 coaches do two things really well. They deliver high level outcomes for their clients and high level incomes for themselves. By high level outcomes, we mean helping them solve problems that affect them every single day of their life. It also means helping them solve problems that affect other people besides just themselves. It means their family, their friends, and their career. And what do we mean by high level incomes? Again, two things. It means we are creating professional-level salary that is measurable and predictable so we can bring ourselves to financial freedom. And we emphasize freedom. We do this based around the lifestyle that you desire first so we can make sure that we're not trading money for happiness. If you've worked in the fitness industry long enough, you've been on the wrong end. You've been doing the early morning 5 a.m. You've been doing the 9 o'clock at night clients scattered in between, chasing $50 here, $50 there. If you're ready for that to be over, you're ready to step your game up to the next level, live in full financial freedom, and help your clients truly transform their lives, you know where to find us. Our O2.3 Coaching and Business Mentorship is open for enrollment right now. Let's start the conversation. Let's get you moving. Let's take some action. Find us at 23 coachcom or reach me directly at brian at 023coach.com. See you on the next one. Peace.